man cave. A sanctuary. A sacred place. A place where we can go talk about the things we want to talk about. A place where we're surrounded by our favorite teams. A place where everyone is welcome. Grab a seat and a beverage. This is the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What up, peeps? Dan Casper here. It is the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks. Appreciate you all tuning in and uh, hopefully subscribing to the podcast. Hopefully you all had a great uh, Independence Day weekend, 4th of July weekend, too. Uh, we're back at it, though. I'm, I'm, I'm back from vacation, so... We're gonna we're gonna do this thing with this podcast. We're gonna we're gonna kind of expand it uh, a little bit here before we get into some of the topics at hand for the Man Cave podcast. So my plan, my goal, is every Tuesday and Thursday we're gonna have new episodes of the Man Cave podcast. All right, so we're gonna make it two episodes a week. My goal is to have it every Tuesday and Thursday. I know a lot of times I've said stuff on this on this podcast before saying we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do that, and then I end up changing it. So we'll see how this one goes here. But uh, we're, that, that's the goal. That's the goal. And we're going to kind of expand it a little bit more to, you know, maybe bring in some other stuff, fun topics to be talking about uh, along with the majority of, like, sports stuff because that's what we talk about in the man caves, right? In our man caves? Talk about other stuff, though, too, in our man caves. So, uh, but on the docket for, for this Tuesday episode of the Man Cave podcast, we're going to talk a little NBA Finals as that starts on Tuesday night, the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. And a lot of you listening right now, probably from Scotty from Wisconsin. So, uh, Bucks fans going for the Bucks there. Uh, going to talk a little, so I'm going to tell you why I suck at golf now too. And I was thinking about this the other day. And in, in, in the topic of like muscle memory, remember when I was, I think I was in college and I think I had a professor say something like about there's no, you know, muscle memory is not real. It's not a real thing. And I'm going to beg to differ, but we'll get into that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, also, if you're from, you know, we're here in the Chippewa Valley, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, beautiful Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and just to the north of Eau Claire is Chippewa Falls, and uh, coming up this weekend is the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, all right? So I'm going to do a little fair talk, fair go-tos. We're talking fair food. We're talking, like, the the rides, the, 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 the games and all that sort of stuff. It's been a long time since I've been to a fair. going to go this year. It's been a couple. I shouldn't say a long time. It's been a couple years, but it's been a long time since I've act, act, actively participated and like rides and games and that sort of stuff, but that's going to change this year because of my little guy. So do that. And then I got a call to arms. Any fishermen or fisher ladies out there, I need some help. Okay? I need some help, especially if you are a bass fisher, uh, especially if you fish for bass. Okay? So that that's going to be coming up at the end. But let's let's get things started off on this podcast talking a little nba finals all right nba finals so we get the phoenix suns and we get the milwaukee bucks uh at the time of this recording we don't know if Giannis is playing yet um doubtful is his official game status 
but he did sounds like he did practice or at least he practiced a little bit was at practice and all that sort of stuff i believe Giannis is going to play in this series i don't think he's out by any means whether he plays game one i don't know i think the bucks would love nothing more than to try to steal a game without Giannis. but looking at the series as a whole first things first i love this matchup i think this is going to be a fun freaking matchup these two teams played each other twice in the regular season phoenix won both those games by one point each i think there's intriguing matchups galore there's intriguing uh decisions that the coaches are going to have to make Mike monty williams mike boonholzer defensive strategies how are you gonna how are the bucks going to defend the backcourt of the phoenix suns but then at the same time you can't forget about deandre ayton over there i mean if brooke lopez is going to be helping out on some drives do not forget about DeAndre. He's shooting like 70% down low in, in the postseason. I think he was like over 60%, around 60% in a regular season. So can't forget about him too. So, And then if Giannis does play, who on the Suns? Is it going to be Jay Crowder that's going to be on him? Is he going to be tasked uh, to try to stop or slow down the Greek freak? But then going back to the backcourt of the Phoenix Suns, you know, Drew Holiday, which one are you putting him on, Chris Paul or, or Booker? And then do you put P.J. Tucker on the other one? even though you might be giving up a little bit of speed, but you got the physicalness of, of P.J. Tucker on there. So there's just interesting, you know, just from a pure basketball standpoint, I know like the major networks and and maybe casual fans wanted to see like Nets and Lakers, KD, Kyrie Irving, James Harden going up against LeBron James and Anthony Davis or, or whatever have you. But from a pure basketball standpoint, this is set up to be a great, great finals. I mean, this isn't like, you know, two teams that are barely over 500 meeting in the finals. These were two really, really good teams, two of the better teams throughout the entire regular season. And they've got great players on both sides. I mean, Devin Booker, DeAndre, the the young studs for the Suns, led by veteran Chris Paul, who's kind of like having a a rebirth to his career, it seems like. And then on the other side, you've got the Greek freak, a two-time NBA MVP and then two Olympians and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. You've got great players. Are they the names of, you know, LeBron and, and KD? Well, you got Giannis and then you got Chris Paul. But I think you know, that's the one thing with basketball, and I think that's that's what hurts a lot with with basketball and maybe some viewership or, or fans is that they they tend to just go to the big name. I think of of any sports, basketball is a big name sport. He, it, a lot of people pay attention to to the individual players instead of teams. You know, NFL, yes, you've got your individual players, but fans resonate more with teams. Same with baseball. you got your individual players, you got your big-name players, but fans resonate or cheer more for the team. I feel like basketball, and maybe I'm completely off on this, but I feel like basketball, not everybody's like this, but fans almost root or cheer mostly for the individual player or follow the individual player more so than than the team and maybe that's you know basketball has a tendency of players moving around every couple of years so it's kind of evolved or developed into fans paying more attention or following players instead of the teams because they switch teams more often and maybe that's what it's evolved to because you know regular listeners of this podcast know that i love 90s hoops or i loved 90s nba hoops loved it well, when you think back to it, 
a lot of big-name players stuck around to their original teams, even a little bit before that. Jordan, um, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, John Stockton, the Dream Olajuwon. You know, I'm trying to go through my head, and I mean, like Shaq was maybe one of the first ones of the big name players to to kind of go to another team. I know Clyde the Glide Drexler went from Portland to Houston, but you know, Shaq made the big waves of going from Orlando to to La La Land, the Lakers over there. But for the most part, you had your guys, and you know, I know Barkley moved from the 76ers to the Suns, but. It wasn't as often as we see now in the NBA, and I think that's why we see fans kind of gravitate more towards paying attention to certain players instead of teams. And I think that's why it's evolved into that because of player movement so much. That's just my theory. But back to the NBA Finals here. I'm geeked about this, not just because I'm a Bucks guy, but I think this is going to be a great series. There's, and I think it's interesting because, you know, pressure. Who's the pressure on? And honestly, I think it's team-wise, I think it's the Suns. But player-wise, I think it's Giannis. Team-wise, I think it's the Suns because the Suns are coming in as heavy favorites. And heavy favorites, I mean by like five and a half and six. And, you know, if Giannis was healthy, would it be, you know, a little bit closer? Probably. You know, maybe a three-point favorite or something like that. But, you know, Suns, home court advantage. Suns a little bit more rested. A little bit more healthy. As a team, I think the pressure is on the Suns. And they're, and they're getting talked about a little bit more. But player-wise, I think it's Giannis because he is the superstar in this matchup. He is the guy who's got two MVPs, and he is the guy that has to you know get a championship on his resume. He's the guy that decided to stay long-term with a small market team when he could have jumped ship and, and joined another team and, quote-unquote, had an easier time of getting a championship, if you will, and join other superstars. But he's the guy that decided to stay and try to win one in Milwaukee. So individually, it's Giannis. But I think from 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 a listener or from a viewership standpoint or for just from the outside looking, I think from 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 a team aspect, it's, it's the Suns, and it's kind of developed into that a little bit. Even though the Bucks have kind of been, you know, they were really tested in that Brooklyn series. But I think, yeah, I think individually, individually, it's Giannis under the most pressure. But team-wise, I, I give the slight nod to the Suns because they're coming in with the favorites and they're coming in as, you know, the team to come out of that Western Conference. The Western Conference is like the premier conference, right? They beat the Lakers, they beat the Clippers, even though it was without Kawhi. They beat the Nuggets. Western Conference for the last few years has been the dominant conference. So I think team-wise, that's why that pressure is kind of on the Suns right now. But I think this series goes seven games, and I'm riding that Bucks bandwagon. I'm not calling bandwagon. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm picking the Bucks in seven, and Giannis plays in this series. I don't know about game one, but I think for sure in game two. And probably when this podcast gets uploaded, we will know more about Giannis's availability. So there you go. There you go. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then coming up, I'm going to tell you why I suck at golf now. And it's really kind of annoying me. That's coming up next. I don't play as much golf as I, as I used to, especially back in uh, uh, my high school and early college days. You know, I was playing every week, playing a couple times, a few times a, a week, and then... 
got into college and actually started to play a little uh, beer league softball and kind of took that a little serious and played on some teams, you know, tried to try to go to these big tournaments and, and all that sort of stuff. And it just, you know, I, I don't know if it was a little bit of a burnout because I was playing so much golf. I went from high school to a little bit in college there. And I don't know, I just, I literally stopped. I stopped for, for a few years. And now older, done playing softball, all that drama and all that stuff. And playing some more outings and, and, and that. And I loved golf when I, when I was playing it. And I'll tell you right now, as a soon-to-be 35-year-old, I am awful. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn in high school because, I mean, dude, I was, I, you know, I, I wasn't shooting under par. I wasn't even shooting par. I was, I was like bogey golf. But when I was heading into my freshman year in college, I was finally hitting the driver. I was feeling good about where my game was at. I was, I was, I was confident. It was good. Not great, but it was it was good. But then I stopped. Completely. Cold turkey. And I and it annoys the crap out of me because now when I'm on a on the golf course, I I feel like, you know, to quote, if you ever seen the movie Legend of Bagger Vance, I lost my swing. And I can't find it right now. And it's been like this for, for the last couple of years. Especially when it comes to the driver. But I was at that point when I was like 18, 19 years old. I was feeling good about every club in my bag. I was even feeling good about the driver. My high school coach, Coach Barra, helped me figure out the drive finally. You know, I was slicing all the time, but then I was feeling confident. Then, you know, I blame it because uh, a few years ago my driver head came off. It busted off and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, that's an easy thing. But, hey, maybe it is a shaft. Maybe I, my, my new driver, I've got to change that shaft up or something. But anyways, the point of what I'm getting at here is that I remember when I was in – I think I was in college and I had a professor because I have a kinesiology major and a history minor, two polar opposites of majors in, in college. But anybody who knows me, like sports and history, there you go. But I, th- I think it was college when I had a – professor or somebody or something maybe it was in a book or or article or research i don't know but i remember this clearly that they said muscle memory is a fake thing it's not a real thing it, it's it you know it's it's a nice term and you know everybody kind of knows what muscle memory is right but it's it's not a real thing and honestly i it, it may not be a real physical thing like it might not be physically real, but I really believe muscle memory is a is a real thing when it comes to the mind. Because when I believe, uh, I don't know if I'm exactly right in saying all this or or whatever have you, but I always say like you know softball swing ruined my golf swing. It was muscle memory. I don't know if that's true or not. That's what I'm running with. But you know, I was thinking about this the other day, like. You know, I, mean, I was just out golfing and in my swing, and I was, you know, I was just, it's it's frustrating. You know, once in a while I hit some good shots, and then I'm feeling good, especially with my low irons. I loved hitting with my low irons, the eight and nine iron. But I'm just kind of struck. I'm I'm thinking too much. You know, getting into my mind here a little bit, and I'm like, it's muscle memory. I can't can't get my swing back. And while I think, yeah, it's not a physical element but there has to be more to it in terms of like just memory wise like and and i think and another thing that was kind of like le- reading into this was you know watching some highlight clips of the match that's going to be happening on tuesday aaron Rodgers and 
and Tom Brady and, and Phil Mickelson and DeChambeau and you know Aaron Rodgers made the comment that he's only played eight rounds since last August and then I'm watching him like his swing and it just looks perfect it looks like he's on the tour I mean you know you got Tony Romo out there hitting golf balls while he, or playing in tournaments trying to qualify for the U.S. Open and you know, he was a football player at that time too, and it's like you got these athletes that are doing these other things, and then they go out and golf and shoot like a one over or something like that. So, I think what what, what I'm trying to get at here is that while muscle memory may not be a physical thing, I think it's obviously a, a you know mind thing, memory thing, but just with with athletes in general. I think to be a crucial, or I think to be a, a, a an incredibly successful athlete, the mind, in my opinion, is just as crucial, maybe even a little bit more important than than the physical part of everything. I mean, think about it. I'm on the golf course and I hit one bad shot. I'm done. You know, it, it's in my mind, and I think that has a lot to do with like muscle memory and, and these athletes being able to, you know. Just like flip a switch, some of these some of these athletes can flip a switch and all of a sudden perform extremely well at a different sport. I mean, Deion Sanders can go from playing football and then the same day playing playing in a nine inning baseball game. Jordan can go from the basketball court to to the golf course right away. These these superior athletes, these top these top athletes, you know, a lot gets made about their 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 physical talents but i think memory or just the, the mind the mind overall muscle memory the ability to forget bad moments or bad plays or the ability to remember certain formations or play calls i think the mind is just as crucial and maybe even a little bit more important than than all the physical traits in the world I mean, you could be the strongest, you can be the fastest. But if you don't have that mindset, if you don't have that great mind, that that the, that ability to to forget bad stuff or that ability to remember certain certain things, I think that pays much more dividends than than being the best in shape athlete. You know what I mean? Like that's why I think I suck at golf. Is my mind sucks. It sucks. Like when when I was at my best, and it, again, it wasn't great. I wasn't shooting one under or even par or anything like that. If I shot high thirties, I was I was happy with my nine. You know, nine holes, high thirties. I was I was ecstatic. I was happy. It was respectable. But you know, that was that's what I was focused on day in and day out. That's the only thing I was playing. But then you, you I you know you switch a sport and it's like it's all screwed up can't do it anymore and I think mind is related to muscle memory I mean you do it so much that it's so ingrained in your memory it's like you don't think about it now I'm thinking about it all the time it's not muscle memory because I'm thinking about it all the time it's like studying for a test trying to study for this test and it ain't working but you study enough and you get it going and you play more rounds and maybe that's the other part of this I just need to play some more damn rounds so if somebody wants to pay for my rounds so I can get this thing going you know but that's why it, it and that's the frustrating part is like and I get it when you get older your skills diminish and, and all that but I mean how many of you have gone out there whether it's a different sport or something like that and you know maybe this is like a, almost a midlife crisis sort of thing it's like 
you go out there and you know you can do better. You know you've done better, but something's just not clicking. I think that's one thing we, we forget about when it gets to sports is how much the mind mammer, mat, no, excuse me, how much the mind matters. How crucial, how important that is in the aspects of sports. We always pay attention to who's the biggest, who's the fastest, who's the tallest. Man, that mindset. I think that mindset is number one. I really do. I really do. All right, let's take a quick break. And we're going to have a little fun. We're going to switch gears here. Uh, Talking a little bit about the fair. Yeah, stick around. That's coming up next. Before we get to our next segment here, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Twisted Tea. I love that stuff, Twisted Tea. I'm a big iced tea guy anyways. You know, I've got the instant iced tea in the pantry. That's kind of my go-to beverage and such. But when it comes to tailgating or or in the backyard, sitting in the back porch, uh, with, with summer right around the corner, nothing quenches my thirst like a Twisted Tea, especially the man cans. You know, those big ones right there, just getting them out of the cooler, ice cold twisted tea now they've got uh, a bunch of different flavors i'm a big like uh the 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 arnold palmer type the the 50 50 lemonade and and uh the iced tea that, that's my favorite one right now you know they got the raspberry they got the original and, and a bunch of different flavors for you to try out but this summer when it's getting hot getting a little warm and you're sitting in the back porch you're doing some grill outs or you know you're doing some tailgating for for some baseball games Grab a Twisted Tea. It's going to go down a lot smoother, and it's going to cool you down, and it tastes great as well. All right, so anybody who's listening to the podcast, and if you're around the Eau Claire, Wisconsin area, Chippewa Valley, that sort of stuff, we know coming up this weekend is... uh, is the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, all right? So I uh, missed out on last year with, with COVID, so it's back, and I'm planning on going up there, taking the kid, the the new four-year-old. I shouldn't say new four-year-old, just turned a four-year-old kid up there, and I think he's finally at that stage. You know, we took him to the fair a couple years ago, and it was like, okay, just kind of looking at the farm animals and didn't want to do any rides, too scared, ate a little bit of food there and all that. But now he's at that stage where he wants to do some rides, he wants to play some games and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, all right, you know, that's the one cool thing of, or I shouldn't say one cool thing, it's one of the many cool things of of having a little little guy, you know, a little dude with you. You kind of start to relive your childhood almost a little bit. You know, you kind of start to do more of the stuff that uh, you did as a kid, you know, going to the fair and, and playing these games or eating food and all this fair food so it got me thinking when we were planning on going and and all that sort of stuff like when i was a kid going back to the fair my go-to's or my favorite stuff and i'm curious to know what was like your favorite go-to stuff whether it was food whether it was the games or rides or anything like that but you know in my mind we're we're sticking with the rides here like if we're doing like power rankings all right it's like fair edition power rankings for rides, I'm putting the twisted. Uh, is it twisted turtle? Oh my! Look, see, I can't even say it. Twisted turtle? No, not twisted turtle. What? What the heck are you talking about, Dan? Tilt a twirl. That's what it was called. Wow. See, it's been that long. But that was like the the one that I was always on was the tilt a whirl. You got the fair you know, the, the Ferris wheel on there. I love like the swings too. 
You know, that, that one I think I've only done once, and that was like at Valley Fair back in the day or something like that. But Tilt-A-Whirl was like number one for me. We're talking just like your general county fairs or anything like that. Tilt-A-Whirl is, is the number one ride, in my opinion. Or at least that was for me. That was like the go-to. That's where you put all your tickets to. The, for for games, you know, you always did like the balloons with, with the darts. And I remember as a kid, or at least in, you know, the, the fairs that, that I went to as a kid. But like with, with, and I don't even know what kind of prizes they give away. But I remember for like the dart one with the balloons and the darts, it was always like those, uh, oh man, how big were they? Maybe like a five by seven or four by six uh, picture with with a glass frame had like the paper border on it, a cardboard border, but you could get like, yeah, I remember I had a shack one, you know, you could get your sports figures or you can get different pictures. But do you remember those? Like I could picture the booth right now. I could picture the booth and, you know, you're throwing darts, what it was like three darts for a buck or something like that. And then, you know, if you got so many balloons, you got to pick your picture. Some pictures were bigger, but like the, the majority were like those five by sevens, those little like sports pictures or whatever they were. I mean, I can't remember how many of those things I had. I had a bunch of those. The one that I keep remembering or I keep going back to, though, was this Shaq Orlando Magic one. Well, I was a big Shaq fan, but that... Do they even do those anymore? Like, that that's, like, one thing I'm going to be curious. I'm going to be curious about if they still have, like, those type of pictures. I'm sure they don't because that was, like, 90s and, and such, and I'm sure they've got better prizes or, or whatever have you. But I always... That was one I always did. I mean, the, the goldfish and the and those little jars, you know, ping pong. I mean, that's like the early version of beer pong when you're a kid. Trying to get the goldfish right there. You know, training right there for your college days there, people. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, like the pitching one when you always, like, tried to guess how many miles per hour you were throwing. Oh, man. There was, I mean, you got you have the classic, you know, bowling ones and, and all that sort of stuff there, too. But, yeah, the dart and the balloons was always, like, my thing. I think one was because it was... One, a little bit cheaper, but also, two, you had a better chance at, like, winning a decent prize. I wasn't into the stuffed animals or anything like that. I just wanted, like, sports stuff, stuff to hang up in my room. And that was one because I always had, like, the pictures. Or maybe it was, like, a Batman picture or something like that. I wish they'd still do those pictures because, honestly, I'll tell you what, I might do some of those games and outfit the man cave with some of those pictures or the studio with some of those pictures. So if anybody listening to this episode right now, if you know that they still have those type of pictures, you know what I'm talking about. But if they still do those type of giveaways, let me know. All right? Let me know. Food-wise, oh, man, we could go all day on this one. For me, though, Wisconsin is cheese curds. Everybody has their favorites at different festivals and fairs. But you go to the fair, you got to get some deep-battered uh, uh, cheese curds. Uh, funnel cakes. I'm big into snow cones. I love snow cones slash slushies. So those are my things right there. But, yeah, my top two, I mean, then depending on, like, you know, what type of fair you're going to, I think, like, the, uh, you know, food-wise, you got all these different trucks and all that. But, you know, some of them have, like, the 4-H food boosts and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's cheese curds and it's snow cones for me are my top foods right there, my top ones. So if any of you listening right now, i got a couple questions. One, what's your go-tos or what were, you, what were your go-tos when you were a kid when you were going to the fair? Food-wise, ride-wise? And uh, game-wise. And also, i got to know if they still do those pictures. Because if they do, uh, I'm going to be throwing some darts. I'm going to be throwing some darts. You think about it. 
you know, fair with these games. It's like setting you up for like adult games or or like college level games. I mean, in college, you played beer pong and you threw darts, you know, at the local watering hole. What did I do at the fair? Well, you're throwing ping pong balls into like little fish globes to to win a fish and then you're throwing darts at balloons to to win pictures. That just trained you up. Look where this evolved. I just thought of this. These, those games have trained you up. You're a little kid. You're you're throwing ping pong balls and you're throwing darts, and it's training you for your college life. Right there, that's what the fair does. That's what the fair does for the, for those kiddos. Kinda. All right. Coming up next, our last segment. It's really quick. I just have a call to arms. I need some help from some of you out there. Fishing people, I need your help. It's coming up next. So in this podcast, I've talked a lot about stuff I used to do back in the day or stuff that I was actually kind of decent with, you know, golf back in the day and then, you know, fair stuff and all that. Tell you what, one thing that I was really into that a lot of people don't know about or maybe a little surprised about I was really, really into fishing, really into bass fishing. I mean, I kept logs. I kept journals. I watched all the shows. Bill Dance was my dude. Watched all of his shows. I wanted to do that. Man, I might have been like middle school, early parts of high school. That was my thing. And, again, kind of like golf. It just it, – I don't know if I got burned out from it a little bit, and I just stopped for a long time. But now, you know, I got my own boat. I still – Still got all my fishing stuff. I'm getting into it more, and I want to get into it more, and I'm still into the bass fishing part. So this is where I need your help. If you are a bass fisherman, all right, if you're a bass fisherman, I need some help. I want to know, in the state of Wisconsin, in the great state of Wisconsin, where is the best bass fishing uh, water, body of water? going to say a lake but i mean you know i don't want to discredit rivers or anything like that either so where in wisconsin is the best place to go for bass fishing you know back in when i was growing up it was old good old miller dam right good memories over there good memories over there but where in wisconsin the whole state of wisconsin is it considered the best place to go bass fishing largemouth bass fishing because I think there, there's like a river, is it St. Croix? That I think is well known for, for the smallmouth. I could be wrong on that one. But I'm looking for the largemouths, okay? Where is it? I need your help, all right, peeps? I need your help out there. That's my call to arms. So find me on Twitter, at Dan Casper, D-A-N-K-A-S-P-E-R. Or uh, follow me on Facebook, too. Same name, Dan Casper. Follow it. i got to get those likes up there. And the Twitter follows, too. So do it. Please do it. Speaking of which, that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. All right, so appreciate you all tuning in. Again, we're gonna we're gonna try to do this uh, twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday, a new episode of the Man Cave Podcast, and we're gonna get more voices on this podcast too, more contributors on this podcast. I tell you what, if you think you got something to contribute, send me something. Tell me why. Tell me why. All right. Tell me why. 
why do you want to be on the Man Cave Podcast? And I want to start answering some questions, too, so send them on over, too. We'll do some segments on that. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. We'll chat with you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Now, if you want the music edition, you have to be subscribing on Spotify. If you don't care about the music, well, you can find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, even Spotify as well. And don't forget to rate the podcast, too. That way other fans or other listeners can find this podcast. Just make it a good rating. I'm Dan Casper, and that's been another episode of the Man Cave Podcast.